Hey, listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeye's. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on, too. Head to Popeye's and get six-piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99. At participating U.S. restaurants, price may vary. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, the world's strongest man, WWE Hall of Famer, a world champion in not one, not two, but three different sports. Mark Henry and I interview Luke Hawks. Luke, a former guest on Get Yourself Over Mondays here on Busted Open, now working with Heels, the big hit show about pro wrestling, and also he gets into his relationship with Chris Canyon right now on the Busted Open podcast. Also, our very own Gabby. That's right, our very own Diva with Diva on Divas, and we talk about roads to the top right now on the Busted Open podcast. Luke, good morning to you, my friend. Man, good morning. Good to see y'all. Well, good to hear from y'all. How y'all doing? We're, we're doing good. great, Luke. man. Man, I, Luke and I go way, way, way back. I mean, like 15 years way back. And Luke has always been a hustler. He always been a guy that never took no for an answer when he was told he was too small. And I remember Luke when he was small. He, he's not small anymore. But when I remember back when he was 150, <laughs> 160 pounds, and I mean soaking wet, and they and everybody kept saying, "Hey man, you you're just not big enough." And Luke didn't get down on it. He he really what he did is he went and got in the gym and he put down on it. And now you see him that swolt up Superman action figure bodybuild type of look now that he's got. Uh, started his own company. Um, not just wait, waiting on other promoters to book him. He created a company, and he's one of the – you talk about rags to riches, uh, not just in monetary gains but in uh, respect for the industry. Uh, there's a lot of guys that respect Luke Hawks. And, um, Luke, the uh, how did you get into the stunt coordinating? I appreciate that, man. I appreciate those words. First off, Mark, you know, uh, you've always been good to me and I've always appreciated the knowledge you've passed on to me and the way you've treated me coming up through the ranks, you know. Uh, but as far as stunt coordinating goes, um, it actually, weird story, Vampiro got me in the film business in 2006. Vampiro was shooting a film in Mexico and we were filming Wrestling Society X in Los Angeles for MTV at the time. And uh, Vamp asked me to come down and do his film in in Mexico 
And I met his directors and producers at the show and they liked me. And I thought they was full of crap, you know, it, Hollywood, Hollywood's so full of crap. Everybody you meet's doing something and they're going to use you and they're going to put you on, they see something and you. So uh, I take everything with a grain of salt, like they say, uh, you know, when you're first and you're young and you, in your career, you, you believe everything you hear, you know, oh, this guy's going right. to give me opportunity. But by that point in my career, I, I didn't think uh, anything was going to happen as far as filming goes. But a few months after we finished the tapings of WSX, I got a call from Vamp's producers and they said, hey, we want to shoot these days and we want to fly you down to Mexico and we'll fly you first class. And they, they initially told me, and I can share this with you guys, but uh, they initially told you, we'll have you there for a week, seven days, and we're going to pay you $1,000 a day. And at that point in my life, I had never been paid $1,000 a day before. You know, we're talking 2006. I was in my 20s. And um, man, that was, that, was, that was huge for me because it got my foot in the film industry. I thought I knew everything, right? I was like, oh, I'm fighting. I'm talking. This is easy. I can do this because I wrestle. But it wasn't easy. I came to find out that uh, once I washed my footage back, I really wasn't happy with it. And, and, and my wrestling side of things didn't transition over to the film side of things. Um, so I, I had, I, I, you know, I, I'm a realistic guy. Mark, you know this. I'm always willing to go back to the, to the well and learn some more. So once I've seen my, my uh, film with, with, with that production, I was not happy, man. I wasn't happy at all. And I said, I need to learn more. So I started doing research on some schools that to learn stunt business and acting. And uh, I started taking some classes. I mean, it, the, the, that's the short story of it. But I went and took two years of classes and stunts over here in Covington, Louisiana, with a stunt coordinator named Phil Odell and just started working my way up the ranks. You know, it, it, it's, a, it's an everyday battle. It's an everyday hustle. I'm always trying to learn more. I'm trying to perfect my skills. You know, no matter if it's fire burn, shoots, shooting, driving, uh, repelling, whatever it is, high falls. I always, you know, train, 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 just like in wrestling, right? You can't just go get in there and have a match. You have to prep for your matches. So uh, you got to be in the gym. You got to be in the school. You can't take six months off of wrestling and just go get back in the ring. And, you know, some people do, and usually they look like crap. So uh, I didn't want to look like crap. So I started studying, man, studying, 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 and training as much as I can. You know, Mark, listen to Luke talk. And I love what he said when he's like, Man, I look back on it, and I got to learn. I have to learn more, you know, to have that type. Not a lot of people have that type of attitude, Mark, you know, where it's like, hey, just coming to stop making excuses and start succeeding. And I think the first part is understanding that there is more to learn. Yeah, you got a guy like Luke that has his own promotion. Uh, He could could look back and go, you know what, I'm over. You know, I already know, I know a lot, I know enough, but what he just said was I wanted to get more training and man, that's, that's, that's the first part of it, knowing what you don't know. Well, and I'm still doing that to this day. You know, I'm always trying to pick up as much as I can. And I think part of that is uh, just grinding for so long. I, I, you know, I, I never got, I got opportunities early on. And I got big opportunities with XPW, you know, and I started working with WWE doing dark matches and stuff like that in early 2003 is where I teamed with Canyon at my first time out there as the Mortis character. And I just, uh, you know, I wanted it. I wanted it and I wanted it. And I never really got that shot that I really wanted. And then maybe I wasn't ready for it. Right. I had to sit back and I had to look in the mirror and I had to say, what was I missing? You know, I could put on size. I can work on this. I can work on my fundamentals. And these are things like, Mark, you know, I mean, you know firsthand, 
that back then a lot of guys didn't tell you what you were missing or what to work on. They would just tell you good job or if you did something good, you know, because and, and there's two sides to that story. You know, back then, uh, there wasn't as many spots as there are today and as many opportunities there are today. So people were protecting their spots. But on the other hand, they had so many egos from young guys that didn't want to be told what to do. And a veteran would come in and they'd tell this guy, hey, work on this, work on this. And the guy would just go, oh, OK, yeah, sure. And then, you know, blow him off. So uh, I see both sides of things. And for me, I, I just I wanted to keep grinding. and I wanted more success and I wanted more success. So I was doing as many things as possible to be successful. And unfortunately, that leads to my next topic with this is kind of off topic, but it's part of the same is I see so many young guys now get so much opportunity so quick. And then next thing you know, they've been wrestling two or three years and they get signed and then they get released a year later. Next, then they say they're retired, you know, and then they come back out and go with this company and then that company releases them and then they retire again. And, you know, you're like, whoa, you're retired. You've only been wrestling like three years. Like put some fucking work in, man. Excuse my language. Put some work in. Put to, and I'm not, I'm not dissing anybody. I'm just saying, for me, uh, I'm really appreciative of, of, of blooming late in my career because I think too much success too soon is a recipe for disaster. It is. Two things. Um, the young guy deal. I, I, I get it. And I think that it's a byproduct of uh, you have a great school. You have a great company that you produce on the indies um a lot of these places are kind of fly by nights you know guys get a uh you know five or six grand they they low shoot everybody with the money and they put together shows it don't make you a promoter it just makes you a uh somebody that was able to put together a card and and low ball shoot people uh yeah the, the second thing is uh you mentioned canyon and uh, I, I watched the dark side of the ring with you on there and talking about Canyon. Uh, I, I, I thought he was a great guy. Uh, I realized that he was troubled. Uh, but, you know, it's like we we in this business realize a lot of guys are troubled and you can't really fix everybody. You were close to him. Did you know that he was as troubled as he was? Oh, yeah, I was living with him. So, uh, so, so take it back a little bit. You didn't, you guys didn't hear this on the dark side of the ring, but we talked about it. It got edited out. And when Hurricane Katrina hit here in 2005, Canyon was the first guy to reach out to me and say, Hey, if you need anything, you call me. And this is in the middle of his troubles, right? Like he was struggling hard at this point, but, uh, he said, look, I, you know, I got extra space in my condo in Clearwater beach. If you need a place to stay, don't you hesitate. You come stay here. So my ex-wife, my uh, children's mother, excuse me, she, she had family about 20 minutes away from Canyons. So I said, that's kind of perfect. You can go stay with your family there and I can stay with Canyon and we can still do our family stuff and I can see the kids. And, you know, cause we didn't know how long it was going to take to get back into our homes for after Katrina, which obviously it took damn near a year just to even get back here. But I was thankful because uh, Canyon took me in and he put me up and then, you know, he wasn't doing good mentally at that time. He was really, really struggling. That's when I talked about on Dark Side of the Ring where he was having these hallucinations where he would stay up for three or four days at a time. And he'd say he left the house and he'd seen aliens and he had a break into the uh, Scientology Center that was like 10 minutes away. And we, li- we physically had to hold him down a few times. So he didn't leave the house because we were scared that he was going to get in trouble. 
And it was crazy, man, because it's tough to see such a good person and somebody you care about dearly just completely off the wall. And he wasn't on any drugs or anything. This was just his mind screwing with him, um, which is even crazier, right? Because, you know, if you see somebody drinking or you see somebody taking pills or doing some drugs, you go, oh, they're screwed up. They're, they're high as a kite. You know, and, and you don't really forgive the behavior. You just don't like when people do those certain substances. With Canyon, he didn't have to do anything. Like he would just, he would go from being completely normal, completely fine to having a good conversation, spending a day hanging out, working out on the beach to, you know, later that night, just go into like manic mode and start talking crazy and saying, you know, gibberish and just being off the wall. And you just didn't know how to react. And that was kind of new to me because I didn't, I never dealt with a person with, with those personalities before personal, you know, like, like on a day-to-day basis. So um, it was tough. It was tough to see somebody that you care about deeply and somebody who was such a good person really struggle mentally. Yeah. And I, I thought that um, uh, Brian Cage was, you know, fairly uh, honest about what he was saying. Um, You know, the whole thing with, you know, John Cena saying that he, he just, he was a great wrestler it's just we we know a bunch of guys that were great wrestlers that you know they just couldn't get it get it put it all together and right right i i thought that canyon was one of those guys i remember when he came to louisville to ohio valley wrestling um man i was down there and like we would we would go go eat at rafferty's and you know places and and that and he was always calm i never saw that and uh, my son was asking me last night, he was like, did you know? And I was like, you know what? I knew after the fact, but when I was w- with him, I-, I never saw it. But uh, well, he didn't yet. Yeah. He, that's the one thing I'll say he was good about. He hit it well. He only really opened up to his close, close friends. And uh, it, it's just because he knew something was wrong. He'd tell me all the time. He'd go, I'm effing crazy. I'm effing crazy. And, you know, he would make up these things. And I think part of the Look, I could be completely wrong, but, but, you know, I, I said this on dark side of the ring as well. And I, I, uh, I hope I don't get chastised for this online, but uh, I'm going to say it anyway, because I think people need to know he was in the closet so long. He did so many things that screwed with him and, and the people that was close to him did not care, but he often told me in his exact words, everybody hates me because I'm a f- or nobody likes me because I'm a f- and I would say you got to stop saying that because that's not true, right? I'm like you you're not even open to half the world or, or you know 75 percent of the people that you know. You've only opened up to your close friends, which is fine, right? You don't have to put it out there, but you can't. And he would tell me these weird stories. He'd go, "Man, you wouldn't believe what I would have to do." You know, I, I would feel like this guy was onto my trail, so I would go out to a bar with that guy. And I would hook up with a chick and purposely take her back to the hotel and force myself to have sex with her to make this guy think that I'm not gay. And I go, dude, that's deep, right? When you're going to that level to hide your real identity. And I mean, you got to think now he, he did this from probably such a young age, right? This is by this point, he'd been dealing with this for majority of his life. So the way he perceived himself and the way that others, he thought others perceived him really, really ate him up. And, and no matter how much love myself or Shane Helms or 
any of his close friends that spoke to him, you know, on the regular. Mark, I think you know Double J, Jackie, John Johnson, who passed away a few years ago. Yeah. Like a super, yeah. super fan. Well, that, that was one of Canyon's close friends, too. And they, they talked almost every day. Now, Jackie had his substance abuse problems, which was drinking. Canyon didn't have a substance abuse problems. Canyon's problem was just his, his head. So, so it was, it was difficult really to watch somebody that I was so close with and, and that I seen that really, really cared about wrestling and not just wrestling. Like he cared about a lot of people that was involved in wrestling, just drive himself off the edge. That was hard to watch, especially being there in person. Yeah. You know, well, I commend you, man. I commend you for being a good friend. Uh, also somebody that, um, that spoke up for him when he needed to be spoke up for and couldn't speak up for himself. And, you know, like, uh, you know me, I talked to you more than, uh, we texted probably about two or three weeks ago about that show that y'all were doing in Beaumont. But uh, uh, I'm proud of you, man. Like, your success is proof that if you keep working, you keep learning, that you can evolve in this business and you've evolved past the business. I mean, I've seen you in how, how many movies have you been in now? Over a hundred, you know, over a hundred, over a hundred films. And to, to graduate to being a stunt coordinator and a fight coordinator in Hollywood is a big deal. It's a big deal. And I, and I remember when people were telling you it was too small and, you was doing matches. I remember a match. I'm not going to mention the guy's name. You were pissed because the guy kind of got overly aggressive and you was like, you know what? I could have just whooped his ass. <laughs> and I was like, I'm glad you didn't because that would have been a bad point for you. There's a time and a place, right? And uh, sometimes <laughs> you got to know your place, right? So, so I, Hey, and uh, I, I, I bet you guys like him, I bet you've seen a hundred of them. They come back and they like, hey man, can I can you get me booked? Can I get well, a job? My favorite is my favorite is to catch them behind the scenes when they're not protected anymore, and then uh, approach them and say, hey, you, you want to try that now where you're not protected? <laughs> yes, sir. Hi everyone, this is Heisman Trophy winner and NFL quarterback Doug Flutie. I'm excited to tell you that my podcast, The Flutie Flakes Cast, is back for the entire football season. I may have played like 21 years of professional football in three different leagues, but I'm still just a big kid and I absolutely love this game. Every week we'll talk about the topics I care about and bring on super fun guests. So please subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast or listen on the SXM app. Include it with most subscriptions. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for 15 bucks a month. 
to get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month. Go to mintmobile.com slash busted open. That's mintmobile.com slash busted open. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash busted open. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factors, no prep, no mess meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Head to Factormeals.com slash Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com slash Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Uh, Luke, before you go, I do want to get into Heels. Uh, You've been a coordinator for that show. There's two episodes left. Uh, This weekend is the second to last episode. So talk about the show and what it's been like working on that show. I'm going to bring it one step further. This is what you guys don't know. I'm ready for my big on-screen role, which debuts in episode seven and eight. So my my character is called The Hole, a.k.a. Davenport. And I am the champion of their rival league, the Florida Wrestling Dystopia, run by Charlie Gully. And you'll see my character come in episode seven. I'm really excited for it because, um, you know, I've been, like I said, over 100 television shows and films. But this is my first reoccurring role in a television series. So um, as we prep and hope that we get signed for season two, there's a good chance that you'll see myself along with all the other characters back. And... The, the, the critic reviews on the show have been amazing. If you haven't seen it, the first three episodes are for free on the Heels YouTube, the Heel Stars YouTube. You can check it out or go to any of the Heels social media and check out the first three episodes for free. And if you want to continue to watch the rest of the series, Stars has an amazing deal right now. I'm not trying to promote, but I am promoting. Stars has an amazing deal for the app right now. I think it's $10 for two months or $20 for six months, nice. which is nothing, right? Yeah, you can you can go online, search for these deals, do 20 bucks for six months worth of stars and you get not only heels, but you get every other television show and movie on demand that he, that uh, stars offers. So please check out our show. I really want to make a season two. It provided so much opportunity for not only myself, but but the actors and all a ton of other wrestlers. You'll see guys like Stevie Richardson there, Luke Gallows, a ton of Wildcat guys, Wildcard Jay Spade. PJ Hawks, my son, who plays Denny the Ref, uh, Chuck Devine, Danny Flamingo, Sick Nick Mondo. There's so many guys from the independents that we were able to hire and give jobs to and provide opportunities like you guys did during the pandemic. You guys were trying to get guys over. And you came in on me and you guys gave me that opportunity. And I came busting the door down a little aggressively because I was hot that day. So I apologize for it. But uh, but I'm thankful to be on the show today. And, you know, I'm thankful for the opportunities with heels and how good wrestling is going today for not just me, but a lot of people, man. So 
wrestling's picking up. You see marks everywhere. Everybody is having great, successful careers, and there's so many opportunities for not only the older guys, but the young guys, man. So I'm thankful. Hey everyone, Jen Piacenti here, host of Sticks and Stacks, the podcast that brings you the very best action from the world of hockey and baseball. Each week, myself, Sean Drotar, and Nate Lundy will bring you our best picks and talk you through the props, bets, and fantasy advice that can help you become the best fantasy manager in your league or even just help you win some money. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts or listen on the SXM app, free for most subscribers. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Gabby, we got to get into the new yes. reality show that I know you're spitting at the bit to talk about, and that is Roads to the Top. So going into this show, I think a lot, a lot of people had this misconception that Cody and Brandy, it's like a spin of the Miz and Mrs. that's going to be that kind of show where it's just sitting at home with them and, you know, it's not really like an original thing. It was nothing like Miz and Mrs. in my opinion. What I'm used to seeing with Miz and Mrs., which is also great, you really get a look into their home life with their children and they have like a fun kind of family aspect perspective of what they do when they're home and not working roads to the top what I enjoy the most about it is as much as it is a show about Brandy and Cody you're learning about the entire business of AEW and you're being introduced to all these behind the stage personalities that you see on television every day it's amazing to me it's really not only about Brandy and Cody. It's not like, oh, here's our life. We're fun. You should love us. We're a great couple. And we have we have a baby and this is our life. It's really like, oh, by the way, look at what we do every day. Look at what AEW is about. You get a behind the scenes look at what happens backstage with these talents that you only really see on television. And if you only watch them live on like Dynamite, you don't get this kind of, you know, bonus footage of them hanging out behind the shows and what really goes on and the work that goes into a promo, which is what they specifically spoke about on the show on Wednesday. And the big example of this was, I think, what they showed with Ricky Starks really opened people's eyes to who Ricky Starks was. We had Ricky Starks on Get Yourself Over Monday, Dave, just like we had Luke Hawks on Get Yourself Over Monday. And we knew how great Ricky Starks was because... 
we had an eye on him and we wanted to put him on the show. Just that few minutes that they had, you know, getting into his injury and how upset it was and what he's overcome. And now knowing Ricky Stars is a champion in the company and what he's doing, how do you not emotionally invest yourself in somebody like Ricky Starks. And they did that on Roads to the Top for yep. me. And for people that don't know anything about what's going on, you don't have to watch Dynamite. You don't got to watch Rampage to know anything about Ricky Starks. But now you're watching that show and you're like, oh, who is that? Like, that's kind of cool. He had $8 in his pocket and wrestled. He came from nothing. And oh, he had this injury. But because he was good on the microphone and he stuck around, that's why Cody was like, I'm investing in this kid. Are you kidding me? You told yeah, them five and, minutes on a reality show. And, and Gabby and, and Mark, I know you watched the episode as well. And Gabby's talking mm -hmm. about Ricky Starks. And we had Ricky Starks on Get Yourself Over Monday. And then to see him succeed like he has has been really awesome. But the the one scene that was pretty cool, I thought, you know, kind of peeking behind the curtain was when after the injury and yes. he was he learned that he was going to be out for a significant amount of time. But Cody was like, "Listen, you're you're not going to be off of TV. We're going to have you still build your character, still be a part of Team Taz, but you're going to have to do it on the microphone." And then they showed him, "Hey, this is make or break because now you're not going to be able to do the trade that you're used right. to doing. Now you're going to have to completely destroy it." on the microphone and he was nervous as hell. And then when Cody goes up to him and says, listen, if you don't have it and you don't feel you have it, just, just walk back. Don't do it. And that man, it, like, first of all, how much pressure does that put on Ricky Starks that he has to perform? Cause now he's got the bailout moment. And that's if he bails out on that, that, that could, that could kill the rest of his career. Right. With AEW. I thought that was a very poignant moment in that show, Mark. Dave, there is nothing more threatening than to walk out to that ring and you walk up those steps and the mic is sitting on the top step and you walk through those ropes and you know at that moment that you walk through those ropes and the red light comes on and there is two or three million people watching and 15 to 20,000 watching in that arena, all centered on the light in the middle of the ring. It is, uh, I've had dreams like where I was naked in the ring with the microphone. I've had dreams where the microphone wouldn't work. And I was doing this. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Like, I, I mean, I, those for Ricky Starks and anybody to go out in front of the millions and have the microphone and leave people captivated is an art, man. It's a, it's a special, special deal. Everybody can't do it. And for Ricky Starks to be that guy, and to go out there and come back with a smile on his face like, damn it, I did it. It adds confidence for next time, which leads to less anxiety. Yeah. Right. But also in that, in that moment, I'm sorry, Gabby, we're, we're kind of bogarting no, your time. I, <laughs> but, but seriously, like if he failed in that moment, you, you can't trust him to be on TV while he's out with this injury. 
that that's yeah. the difference between being a permanent part of a roster and possibly being future endeavored. So kudos to, to, to Ricky Starks, but what a great moment in that debut episode. Gabby, you, you yeah. said that regarding the roads to the top, you had your favorites. Uh, who, who, who was your favorites? That's what I'm most curious about. So this is, this is what's interesting because I, I think me and Dave have the same favorites so far. Just someone who I think is going to add a lot to the show if she has not already. And that's obviously Teal, who is Cody's yep. sister. But I think me and Dave probably have her as a favorite as different reasons. And I did want to talk about this as well. So the first story Cody tells about Teal is like, I walked into high school and she had some girl up against the locker and she said, I will effing kill you B. Like she's cursing off this girl. Yep. And she's like, my sister does not mess around. And then I'm like, oh, she's going to be <laughs> awesome. And they show it. You could tell she is an outgoing kind of no nonsense woman, which I Alpha love. Woman. And I think when they start to get into the dynamic between Brandy and Teal, because obviously it's an interesting dynamic. That's the one person Brandy said she hasn't had that true, real, con like great connection with out of Cody's entire family. I completely understand because I have a sister-in-law and I have a brother who is married and the relationship isn't perfect. And I think that there's a lot of things that I personally can watch and be like, oh, I kind of relate to that or I kind of see that. But it's going to be mm. interesting to me to see how that relationship grows and changes within the show. And Teal, to me, is going to be the most entertaining character of the show so far. That's like my vote already for who I know every week I'm going to be like quoting Teal on Twitter and be like, I can't believe she just said that because she's funny. You know what? I, I think okay, I think the mom, Dave and Gabby, yeah. uh, Co uh, Cody's mom dropping the first F-bomb on AEW television. <sighs> hey, yeah. I, I, I'm with it. I, I, I'm, I'm with both moms, with Brandy's mom and with Cody's mom. They, they both were entertaining they were to me. Yes. Yeah, and and with Teal and and I remember reading Dusty Rhodes's book that came out about you know almost twenty years ago now maybe eighteen nineteen years ago he talks about his daughter Teal, and he talked about Cody long before Cody became the Cody that we know. Right. Um, I love the fact that and listen, this is not a disrespect to Brandy because Brandy even says that she got the permission to use that Rhodes name from, from Dusty. Yes. But the fact that Teal was so protective of her father's legacy and that Rhodes name. Like she took offense and she loves Brandy. Brandy's a part of the family, but it's just right. like, Hey, Hey, if you're going to use that name, we, we need to have a discussion. Yes. We need to have a sit down and we, and there needs to be permission before you use that Rhodes name. Hey, I, I understand that, that, that Rhodes name carries a lot of weight, Mark. Yeah. And she was, she was, she was still an emotional live nerve because Dusty had passed. And Dave, I was not in my right mind when my mother died. Yeah. Like I was not for a long time. I mean, I told you there were days where I would think of something funny and I would grab my phone to call her. Yeah. And, and she was gone. And I, yeah. I'm like, so till, that show made me think of that. When when she said that, she was like, my, my, my dad, you know, he just passed away. It was too soon. 
Like, you know, so I can understand. It, it was a hell of a show, man. What a, what a great show they put on. Yes. And honestly, I do want to say this is my last point because I know I'm going over, but I, I could do whatever I want because I am over. Um, <laughs> no, but really quick, Gabby, Gabby, before yeah. you get to that, Gabby, oh. but no, seriously, before you get to that, and we're extended. It's it a good conversation. <laughs> this is good conversation because, Mark, you just reminded me of something as well. Like, I remember, you know, my dad passing away and I, I'm driving in the car and the news came down that you remember the playoff game between the Knicks and the Miami Heat where Coach Gundy got Coach uh yeah, Coach Gundy got involved, and 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 there was the whole big thing where a bunch of players from the Miami Heat got suspended. Do you remember that morning got suspended and Childs got suspended? Do you remember that back in like I the remember. late '90s? And yeah. I remember that was like that was like a few months after my dad had passed. And I literally, like, and this was before you know cell phones. I, w- I was literally like, man, I, I got to get home and call my dad. To talk about this. And I was like, and then it hits me that my dad's not here anymore. Like, there's times that that, and that happens, that happens even now, Mark, where I'm like, oh my God, I got to talk to my dad about that. And then you realize your dad's not around. And my dad's been gone for over 20 years. And that still happens to me. The, 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 their nerves never die. The wounds never heal. So I could completely understand where Teal is coming from yeah. when she's talking about those things, Mark. Yeah, I, I, I 100% was on her side. And, you know, I can't wait to see Brandy because, you know, it's, it's fortunate that I have access to her. So I could ask her, like, uh, are you are you still upset about this? Because I, I got questions, Dave. Yeah. I want to know. Right. And I think that we – you know, I, I won't. I won't. In a perfect world, I would love Brandy to come on and talk to Gabby uh, about on Diva on Divas, and then Dave, we just lay out. We just sit out and let them two women talk about the show. Like, I mean, if we can get that done, like that would that would be really impressive to me because I think that um, no no better source than, than Brandy. Yeah. No, you're right. And and Gabby, seriously, like Cody, I res- I respect Cody more after watching that episode. I don't necessarily think I like him more after watching that episode. <laughs> you should. You but, should, but, Dave, I, yeah. but I respect him. He could him have more. vetoed. He could have vetoed you being on. And he didn't. That's true too. He but didn't. What are you talking about? That, that was the big ratings grab. People had to stay. In, people had to stay. In, <laughs> oh people God, had to stay moment. for the entire <laughs> show. Why do you think they put me on last? They had to. You had to stay until the end of the show to make sure you stop, stop him, it. Gabby. It's your segment. Stop go ahead, him. Gabby. I don't know go ahead, Gabby. Gabby, you go. You go. It's I was oh. just go. Just go. Um, yeah, you go. I was going to say though, just as like my final thought, and I even tweeted this out. I learned the most about Brandy in this episode as somebody who, you know, views things. I was more shocked in the sense of maybe kind of how I thought Brandy was going to be and then how she actually is when I watched her. And she talks about, you know, she's like, I was brought up and I was never told, like, I was told, like, don't cry. So she's like, I would never cry. And that, and she's such a strong like ball like she is a boss i'm sorry and you would think between cody and brandy that cody kind of plays that role a little bit more and she's like there to me it's like brandy is is the boss and cody's she's just loves her 
it's it's a very very refreshing and beautiful dynamic to see between two people and i'm not just saying that because like they're married and they are a couple to look up to and they are both beautiful people and they have a beautiful child like insane it's not even fair for the world but she really backstage what she does and how she by the way Women are way harder to handle than men. I just want everybody to know when there's stuff going on backstage, that is a harder thing to do because girls, a lot more bothers girls. Did you see how she handled Jade and Velvet? Yes. She put them in a place together to to, to talk and make sure that it got worked out. Yeah. Like, that's a boss. That's a boss. To be able to grab the situation and say, look, this is the way it's going to be, guys. Like, we need to talk it out now because it ain't going to linger. I'm not going to let it linger. And I I just got all the respect in the world. I thought the show was amazing. It and really you know was. what? And she knew that things were going to get heated because she put them in that room together. They're right. sitting across from each other. And they, it, got, it started to escalate. And she jumped before it got to a point where the point <laughs> yep. of no return. She jumped in right before that to cool it down. So you're right. She is a good boss. Go ahead, Gabby. I'm sorry. No, <laughs> Dave, Dave, Dave's fine. I can talk now, guys, because Dave talked about his cameo already. So we can move on is what's happening. But I know we got a break, Ed. It's fine. I went very over today. Just a lot of news notes. I was very excited about Roads to the Top. I'm even more excited now to watch it again on Wednesday. If you haven't watched it, I'm being serious. Like, watch it because I'm going to talk about it every Friday. And if we get Brandy on the show and you don't know what we're talking about, it's just going to be sad for you guys. So I think you should. It's going to open your eyes to the relationship. You're going to – Brandy's going to, like, blow your mind. You got to see what's going to happen with Teal. Cody's Cody's great too, but I mean, for me, my, my wife and I watched that show together. We we don't hardly watch no shows together. Oh my god, we both lo- we both loved it. If you but, like AEW, you should watch that show because they show you the personalities of people you watch on TV every week, talking and like messing around. Like I, I didn't, it's crazy. I didn't, I wasn't sure if I was going to be in. I didn't know one hundred percent sure. So I was watching with my wife. I got to tell you, it was a crazy night in the LaGreca house when she saw me on primetime TV on TNT. Thanks for listening. Catch us Monday through Saturday on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM. Fight Nation Channel 156. The Busted Open Podcast. Busted Open is part of the Sirius XM Podcast Network. The executive producer is Ed Robinson. The associate producer is Gabby Laspisa. Andy King is the director of sports podcasting for SiriusXM. Special thanks to SiriusXM Senior Vice President of Sports Programming and Podcasting, the legendary Steve Cohen, and SiriusXM Fight Nation Program Director, Marissa Rivas. SiriusXM Podcasts. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. 
So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to keepitfunohio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.